0: We got an official update on Xavier Johnson's injury status. He's going to be out for a while. We'll talk about what that means for Indiana. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Hoosiers on this fine, probably pretty cold, Thursday for you guys. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We finally got our update on Xavier Johnson, kind of. We found out some more details about his injury as he underwent surgery on Wednesday for an undetermined or undisclosed injury. IU's official press release uh, on the matter was Indiana University men's basketball fifth-year senior guard Xavier Johnson will be out indefinitely after undergoing surgery for an injury he suffered Saturday at Kansas. The program is hopeful he will return before the end of the season. The reporting on this before IU released that, kind of in the same line, Zach Osterman's wording was, Quote, expected to miss a fair bit of time. Uh, John Goodman, quote, expected to miss an extended amount of time. So we're not really sure how long this is going to take. Not really sure what the injury is itself. We just know he's not going to be around for a while and potentially the whole season. There's a discussion about medical redshirts and whatnot. We might table that for next week when there aren't any games. And we can kind of dive into that a little bit further. But... We've kind of talked about what this means for Indiana earlier in the week. It didn't sound great if you're seeking kind of second options or opinions or you're waiting for an evaluation because it typically means it's pretty serious and you want to be certain what the evaluation is. So we talked about that this week, what this means for Indiana. Jalen Shafino has the keys handed fully to him. Trey Galloway, Tamar Bates. Both going to be very, very important players now moving forward as the kind of quote-unquote backup point guards. IU doesn't have another point guard on the roster, Uh, so it's, it's all on their shoulders now. It'll be interesting to see if they try to get different type of actions going and try to lean on guys differently. Trace is a good ball handler for his size. I don't know about a point guard necessarily, but... Uh, does he bring the ball up and, and kind of initiate things or is there stuff you can do there? I, I Right now, what I would say is Jalen Huchafina is probably going to be playing a lot of minutes now. We saw Xavier last season playing 35 minutes and up late in the season. Hopefully, Jalen's back is in good shape because I think that's about the, the minute total we're going to be looking at here. A lot of Jalen on the floor, really relying on him to be the point guard. It's a bummer, though. This overall is a bummer. I I thought, I I saw a tweet today that said IU this season was going to be at its best when Jalen and Xavier were both playing together. Ultimately, those two will play together for one game of consequence. Uh, there, There might be more at the end of the season, but for the large chunk of this season, the only game we're going to get to see those two together is the UNC game, which was a win. A big win. And outside of that, those two just aren't going to be able to to play together this season. It's frustrating that IU is dealing with another big injury. There's there's some... I've seen comparisons potentially to this being a, a James Blackman type injury when he went down in the 2015-16 season. It kind of clarified roles a little bit more within that IU team. And they took off. Again, might be a discussion we can table for later. That's not really the discussion I want to have right now. I just kind of want to talk about how much of a bummer this is for for Xavier. Such an important player. Somebody that had really found his groove with IU as last season went along. Was an important piece this season. IU doesn't win that game at Xavier without him. IU doesn't win against UNC without him. IU isn't in the tournament last year without him. So to be in this spot now is cruel, to say the least. So hopefully he will be back. IU's going to have to really rely on some young players to, to get them to where they want to be this season. It's not impossible. Jalen is a five-star point guard. So we'll really get to see what he's capable of doing, being the guy in an offense now. because it. it it's all on him. The ball's in his court, figuratively and literally, moving forward. He's going to be the guy now to lead this IU offense, and in a lot of ways we'll go as Jalen Huchifino goes. And if IU's going to want to reach its kind of ceiling, he's going to have to be really, really good. So no pressure, but uh, all eyes on him for this one. Like I said, next week we can dive into this a little bit more once we've had time to to further process this to – Dive into some other things. There's a possibility he could medically redshirt if he doesn't play again this season, but IU's going to have to make some tourney runs. We can dive into that, similar to how we did with Grace Berger, see what qualifications he's going to have to meet, how many games IU's going to have to play, given that he's played a good chunk of this season already. And kind of, we, we may also look at it and compare it to that James Blackman injury. I don't know that they're that similar, but we we can look at it and dive a little bit into a little bit more into it and see if we can um see if there are similarities between the two ultimately though wishing xavier the best hopefully he can get back on the court and play once again you never want to see someone go down like this and especially what could very easily be his final year of eligibility in bloomington hoping hoping he has a speedy recovery on that one Women's basketball team wrapped up their non conference schedule on Wednesday with a victory. They finish unbeaten. We'll talk about that win and uh, some takeaways from that game here in just a moment. First, let's talk about Bet Online, one of our longtime sponsors here on the Locked On Network. Uh, I, I use them to bet on a bunch of world cup games. I was really bad at my props. I did not land one of them for golden boot, but I did win a, a couple of in-game bets. Live betting is what I go to. Uh, here's a, a little tidbit, little bit of advice I'd give you. IU really likes to start slow. We've talked about that. So what I'd recommend is when IU is at, uh, 25, 27, or whatever the score was against Elon the other night. Head on over to Bet Online, look what that live um, spread is, and see if uh, if that looks intriguing to you. Because IU almost always ends up winning those games big; they just don't start out well. So take advantage of that slow start at least. If you're going to be annoyed about it being a slow start, which is fair. Uh, at least take advantage of it and make some money on it. I've done that on occasion with teams as well. If you guys didn't see also uh, Eastern Illinois beat Iowa in what is, they were a 31 and a half point underdog. It's the biggest upset in college basketball history in that regard. So if you had Eastern Illinois, uh, that money line, I can only imagine what that was. Shout out to you. I don't, I have no earthly idea why you would have taken that, but if you guys want to throw some money on huge underdogs, BetOnline is a place for you guys to be. BetOnline.net. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, wherever you guys Get your favorite podcast app. IU women's team won a very comfortably 67 to 50 is a bit of a flattering scoreline to Butler. IU had 17 to 13 after one. They did start slow. I, I literally told you guys, this is a team that doesn't start slow and to watch them. And then they threw that in my face and did exactly that. But to be fair, they then won the second quarter 20 to seven. So they Similar to the men's team, they just buried them in kind of that second quarter, uh, second part of the first half region, and then played level in the second half to win this one going away. It really was never, never much in doubt. IU trailed for all of 53 seconds in this one, and they were only tied for three minutes. They led for just shy of 36 minutes in this contest. A number of takeaways in this one. Mackenzie Holmes, I told you any game, it felt like she could have a huge one. 21 points on 8 of 12 shooting, 7 rebounds, 3 assists in 29 minutes. Earnestly is in the player of the year discussion. Right now, it is probably Aaliyah Boston at uh, South Carolina. And she is the leading candidate was talking to uh sabrina merchant who we had on the show last year around tournament time she now covers women's basketball at the athletic she wasn't really sure who the front runner for women's basketball player of the year was um because as she said south carolina is kind of flying under the radar because they're so damn good uh so she was uncertain about that but I McKenzie Holmes is in that conversation. Like she is as good as anybody else in this country right now. At the very least, she is going to be in the conversation for big 10 player of the year, because again, she's playing as good as anybody else on Wednesday, as opposed to the game against Moorhead state, where she was more than fine. Just letting everybody else kind of go off. She was the one that went off on Wednesday had a really strong game. She's so fluid around the basket; makes things look so easy. She's an incredible player. Please watch her as much as you can, because there aren't many players that a program gets like uh, Mackenzie Holmes. Yarden Garzon. Uh, Garzon. She's going to be in the running for some Freshman of the Year awards, whether at IE, or excuse me, whether in the Big Ten, potentially in the nation. Uh, I haven't looked a ton into that. She's going to be like on those freshman All-American teams. She is so good. To be as good as she is contributing, as a freshman on the number three-slash-four ranked team in the country, she started and looked seamlessly part of that lineup from day one. 13 points, second-leading score for IU. 3 of 8 from 3, which actually dropped her season shooting percentage from 3 to 51.8%. So, she struggled from the three-point line on on Wednesday by only missing out on 50% shooting. But she added three rebounds, three assists, five turnovers. She still has some uh, freshman moments in that regard, but she is not afraid to try things. Looks uh, as fluid and as cohesive a member of this team as anyone, which for a freshman that didn't even speak a lot of English when she came over, just incredible for her to do that. Shout out to her. Uh was a plus 19 in those 37 minutes. Only Sydney Parrish was higher at a plus 20. Uh, she did that in 33 minutes, had 10 points. So I use front court. Holmes and Garzon, they're going to be in some award conversations this season, at least through the non conference slate of the schedule. Those two absolutely incredible starts to the season. Lexis Bargesser, somebody else I want to talk about. She got a a good chunk of minutes. Looked really good for Indiana. Her best game as a Hoosier, the freshman, finished with eight points on three of five shooting, six rebounds, two assists, a block, and a steal in 18 minutes was a plus 17. Uh, Same as Chloe Moore McNeil, who just casually had uh, 6.7 rebounds, four assists, a steal. She's just a... do everything person uh, that the Hoosiers rely on for a number of different roles. But Bargesser, a, a really strong performance from her. These are the types of games of performances that get you more minutes in the bigger games down the road. And IU's going to have a lot of them in Big Ten play. So shout out to her. As I said, IU finishes, I mean, they're still unbeaten. They're going to finish the non-conference portion of their schedule with a perfect record. Impressive. I mean, a number of uh, – another one of the impressive things that Indiana has done this season. 10-0 and in non-conference play with a game against Tennessee in there, the UNC game, the, the disastrous trip to Las Vegas against Auburn and Memphis to keep focus amid all those issues. Shout out to this team. One thing I wanted to mention – And this very well could be me reading too much into it. After the game, Mackenzie Holmes was asked about Grace and kind of her role and IU. And the important part, or the notable part, is she dropped a line in there about how Indiana wanted to continue playing well so that, quote, when Grace returns, dot, dot, dot. Now, look, I'm going to read entirely too much into this, to be honest. Because we don't really know anything about Grace's injury. When Grace returns could very easily be just Mackenzie Holmes kind of being positive and optimistic about things. Or it could be that she knows that eventually Grace will be back this season and IU will have their All-American back in the fold. I don't know. I'm choosing to believe the second part and that she knows that Grace is going to be back at... Some point this season. We will see. IU has a, a lengthy break now, over seven days off. They won't play again until December 29th in Michigan uh, against Michigan State in East Lansing. So, a bit of a break for them before they play once again. Shout out to them for continuing a, a dominant season on Wednesday. Wednesday was also National Signing Day. We will talk about it. Uh, it was a big day, honestly, for IU. They, they got a number of, of big commits and uh, some key transfers as well. So we'll dive into to some of the biggest takeaways from National Signing Day for the Hoosiers here in just a moment. want to give a shout-out to a trio of Hoosiers. Daniel Mooney, Herbert Endley, and Ryan Wittenbrink all were drafted in the MLS Super Draft on Wednesday. Mooney was the number 10 overall pick to the San Jose Earthquakes. Herbert Enderley went to FC Dallas with the number 24 pick. Ryan Wittenbrink went in the second round with the 53rd pick to FC Dallas as well. So three more Hoosiers to MLS joining Roman Salentano last season, the number two overall pick, who had a, a strong season for FC Cincinnati last year. So shout out to that trio as they continue the IU to MLS pipeline and show how fruitful a career at Indiana can be and how it can lead you uh, to the next level. A number of huge, uh, important pickups for the Hoosiers on Wednesday for National Signing Day. Probably none more so than a transfer the Hoosiers landed. Andre Carter is uh, the biggest get, biggest signing, however you want to phrase it, The Hoosiers had on Wednesday Western Michigan defensive end picked Indiana second team all Mac last season an absolute stud of a player a defensive end an edge and we said they were targeting a number of edges for obvious reasons having lost a really important one in Deshaun McCullough and that still stings but this is the replacement for Deshaun McCullough this is that guy that is going to step in and replace McCullough because he is an absolute stud. As I said, second team all-MAC last season. Last year he had 70 total tackles. I had to double-check that. That is wild as a defensive lineman. 70 total tackles, 13.5 for loss, seven sacks, an interception, two forced fumbles, he was as coveted a edge prospect or transfer as anybody was. Uh, he wreaked havoc in a number of games. Toledo game, I know he had uh, a ton of QB hurries in that one. I was talking to the Locked On guys in the, the mess, group message today. A couple of them were really impressed with him this season. So, a huge get for Indiana. He has one year of eligibility. I'm not going to complain. I has needed help for a long time on that defensive line. If you want to compare, make of this what you will. Deshaun McCullough was rated the number 11 player in the transfer portal by 247 Sports. Uh, Andre Carter is number 15. Just a couple spots behind him. With McCullough, you obviously he has four years of eligibility. With Carter... He has one year of eligibility. But just kind of player for player, talent for talent. Carter's going to be right up there, at least projection-wise, with what McCullough was going to do. It's a big get for Indiana. It still stings to lose McCullough, but this was as big of a get for Indiana as there could be. A number of recruits that the Hoosiers landed, Darius Collins being the biggest among them. Four-star recruit for or a defensive lineman from Louisiana. Uh, He was inside the top 500 for two, four, seven sports, a, a, a big recruit, literally figuratively picked IU over Texas, Mississippi state, Auburn, Missouri Baylor. So uh, a huge get for Indiana on that one. IU flipped Jordan Shaw from Colorado uh, he Another really, really big get because Jordan Shaw is an All-American, three-star cornerback. Uh, as we said, he was previously committed to Colorado. IU flipped him to Indiana on signing day. So another win for the Hoosiers in that front. Texas transfer cornerback Jameer Johnson commits to the Hoosiers as well. Uh, Another big get for Indiana who uh, needed help in that secondary. They lost a lot of guys from last year's secondary. We mentioned that uh, a couple episodes ago that the secondary was probably the area that the Hoosiers were most uh, hit by. And so landing a, a player like Jameer Johnson, who it sounds like is a, a decent player, to say the least. Uh, we have a, or I talked to the locked on Longhorns guy to kind of get his thoughts. Uh, he said he's a young, talented corner who made plays at times. Playing time in 2023 would have been murky. So he comes over to Indiana. Playing time will not be murky here. He will get uh, playing time right away for the Hoosiers. Uh, he is rated; he was rated 135th in the transfer rankings, but uh, he was a four-star prospect out of high school. So we'll see if he can make good on that potential. IU last bit here. IU flipped a defensive back commit, Jamison Kelly. Uh, he was a junior college player committed to Jackson State. Uh, IU flipped him to the Hoosiers. He's a two-star recruit. He's rated 83rd among the junior college prospects. So not the biggest of gets, but still uh, to get someone like that, just as much help in the secondary as you can get. There were a number of guys who uh, signed as well that were already committed. Amari Farrell, the top or a safety from Florida. He was the top guy coming into the day before Tedarius Collins. Tadarius is the highest rated recruit. This all according to Peg. Sam West, a tight end from Greensburg, Indiana. Uh, we mentioned Shaw. Tyler Jeffries is up there. Brock Lowry is the quarterback recruit of this class. Uh, Tyrick McDaniel, we mentioned last week. Uh, He's a three-star. Austin Barrett, an offensive tackle. William Larkins, an interior offensive lineman. Derek Bowler, a wide receiver. Orlando Greenlow, a wide receiver. And Nicholas Radisic, a kicker, which IU's going to need having uh, lost Charles Campbell. So, a number of of recruits, potentially really impactful ones, uh, to that chose the Hoosiers. Tom Allen talked about the quarterback position. He said the goal is to get somebody in here for the second semester. So, I imagine the next week or so, IU is going to be going hard after uh, a number of guys. It's still really unclear who they're who they're going after. Uh, who they're targeting jeff sims the georgia tech transfer that we talked about committed to nebraska which we said looked like a done deal so we have no idea who the hoosiers are targeting could be anybody's guess if we get a sense we'll talk about that next week as well thanks again though guys for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every day we will be back tomorrow to preview the men's basketball game Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, all of that great stuff. Stay safe out there, guys. It's going to get really cold. Hope everybody stays warm. Stay inside, listen to the podcast, watch the podcast. Watch some IU basketball, whatever it may be, but, but stay warm and stay safe. And as always, LEO.